Hey, Crime Sound listeners, what is up? This is our first live video. We're just trying it out. I'm Ashley, and with me always is... Ricky. <laughs> um, and we're so excited to give this a try. We have an amazing case that we want to cover. Um, so we hope that you guys are all staying safe with your families at home, battling the quarantine, battling the virus. So uh, we're excited. It's been rough for us. Yeah, it's been. It, we're, we've been bored. We're getting we bored. Haven't, we haven't left the house. We haven't done anything. I redid a whole table, and I can't believe I finished it. But it, I, honestly, awesome. I get really excited to go to the grocery store, which I know we're not supposed to. Yeah, and I think I, I only go for the essentials, <laughs> but. It is like super exciting when we're out of milk because I'm like, let's yeah. go. And how many times do you think we checked the mailbox? Just, I don't know. We just, I, just, I don't know. It's just something. We also have been ordering so much stuff. Yeah. Like okay. we probably shouldn't do that. No. It's just, I'm bored. I want to <laughs> see like the Amazon guy, you know? Yeah. Just like, hey, some communication, just some human interaction. Um, but today we are covering the case, the missing case of Kyron Richard Horman. And he's a seven-year-old boy who uh, was living in Portland, Oregon with his dad and stepmother. The day that he was last seen was on June 4th, 2010. And Such a long time ago. Yeah. It, it, you know, well, if I think about 2010, it really wasn't like that stepmother. long ago, oh, but really sorry. it's about 10, 10 years ago. Um. But yeah, on this day, um, he's a second grader. He was attending his last day of school at the Skyline Elementary School. And on this particular day, the school was holding a science fair. Um, and I did see somewhere where they were also doing like a talent show and probably a few other things. So there was a lot of people, a lot of parents who were attending this as well with their children. And um, the science fair was actually before classes. So it started at... I, I believe it started at 8 a.m. Um, yeah. And then their classes started at 10. So it was before school. And um, for the science fair, Kyron Horman actually did a project on the red-eyed tree frog, um, which he actually put a lot of work into it. And um, Which his, for a seven-year-old, that's like a pretty cool yeah, project. Like, you know? Yeah, I kind of want to learn more about like that. Like what seven-year-old doesn't love, you know, frogs, let alone yeah. tree frogs? So, and, he, and he looks like, you know, he looks like the type of kid that was probably really into this project um, with like, you know, bugs, frogs, anything like that at age seven. It was probably a fun thing to do with his family. Um, but it's so sad that, you know, this particular day was his last day that anyone has ever seen him. Um, he just, like we said, just disappeared. And this actually sparked the largest ever search and rescue operation in Oregon. Um, and um, since this investigation, it actually was a case that brought a new law to Oregon in 2011, which required all schools to notify the parents if their child has been absent. So like if you were a student when this happened, I know um, like I would, I think I was in like ninth grade or something. Like whenever I, um, like I would be absent and I'd be like, why is the school calling? And then they would. I know. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm super old at this point, but even back then, like I always got busted for that. Yeah. Like I would skip school or I didn't go to school like, for some reason. <laughs> and like my mom would be calling me from work being like, hey, like get to school. Yeah. Like, you hey. know, well, you lived in a small school. Me, I, it was yeah. kind of different for me. Yeah, but... I guess it's a little different. Everyone knows everyone, yeah. but. Right. Um, but this story is just so heartbreaking. It's a young boy. He just still hasn't been found to this day. And it's a continuing open investigation. Um, his mom every day hopes every day, you know, it will be the day that she finds Kyron. Um, and we Which, checked. I yeah. guess, you know, that's not. It would be really hard with that amount of time to to not just be like, oh, you know, he's definitely, you know, not with us anymore. Every but, single day. But I mean, it happens. Like, yeah. we see cases. Uh, you just showed me a case not too long ago where it was an adult who saw himself, like, on a missing poster. Yeah. Which is crazy, but... He I could mean, still be... And it's rare, but it, it could happen. Yeah, I like, mean, he there's could still be... hope that he's, you know, alive, I guess. There is. And... Um, but there's definitely some suspicion to this case there's definitely some foul play um suspicious suspicions and like activity that the police are still investigating and 
So along with this case, we also checked out uh, the, the Facebook page. It's titled Kyron Horman's World Soldiers. There's over 49,000 people that are following, liking, sharing pictures of Kyron. Um, this one here that you actually see is him standing in front of his red-eyed tree frog uh, project, which, which you see. I kind of want to point out just because I think it's cute. Like even I remember making these like ourselves, yeah. even with our son, like having like the shoe box the and, shoe and box. actually gluing the little leaves and everything like yeah I just love it like and you can tell here like there's little frogs like kind Aww. of hiding in the bushes like it's just such it's a, a cool fun little thing. project to yeah. do he looks like he's in his classroom too mm -hmm. um so this particular picture was actually taken by his stepmother or some people call her the step monster Terry Horman um she was able to attend his science fair. His father was actually working on this day. Um, his biological mother was um, not not in this area. She actually was living four and a half hours away from Portland, Oregon. So a little background about Kyron's family situation. Kyron was living with his dad, Kane, and stepmother, Terry. Mm -hmm. And they both got married in 2007 and um, they gave birth to a baby girl, uh, which when Kyron went missing, she was 19 months old. So this would have been uh, Kyron's, you know, half baby sister. Yeah. Yep. And then Kyron was brought into Terry's side of the family. And Terry also had a son named James who was brought into the family. So it's definitely like a blended family yeah. situation. Honestly, pretty typical these days. Yeah, you know? it is. Um, I've never been in a blended family situation, but, you know, um, that's this is how this was. Uh, Kyron's, bio, Kyron's biological mom, her name was Desiree Young, and she tried to be in the picture as much as possible. They actually, Kyron, or I'm sorry, Kane is the father, Desiree is the biological mother. So they actually got a divorce um, while she was pregnant with Kyron. So um, the two, they, um, you know, they were actually got a divorce while she was still pregnant, and whenever he was born they both shared custody and eventually kane took over full custody of kyron in 2004 um, after desiree she got she actually got very ill with kidney failure kidney failure <laughs> kidney failure yeah and she was spending a lot I'm of time sorry. in the hospital so she wasn't able to see him mm -hmm. as much as she liked so i i thought this was interesting because when when you were first showing me this case i was kind of i guess i was thinking the wrong thing but I was assuming, okay, the mom has doesn't have custody of Kyron. Mm -hmm. Like maybe there's some issues there, but that wasn't the case at all. Um, you know, they they split up before Kyron was even born. You know, a lot of times, like it's really hard for like the the mom not to have custody. Like yeah. usually, they either have to mess up or they just don't want the kid. And it really wasn't like that. This like, wasn't the case. Like yeah. they they loved their son. You know, she loved her son just she as much as everyone him, else. Yeah. You know, it was that that. Type it was of just you know, it was a, I, to have kidney failure. I don't even know much about that, but I could imagine like that was probably pretty rough. It, you know, it, it takes up a lot of time, and yeah. you, you probably can't be there for him as much as you'd like yeah, to. Yeah, sad. Um, uh, but anyway, we'll go ahead and jump into the day. Kyron went missing so we painted the picture for the family you know the family situation um the day was june 4th he was seven years old he was a second grader he dressed up in this csi t-shirt on the day uh wearing his glasses there he's a cute <laughs> cute boy i love that shirt though yeah kinda, like you can tell really he loves that. science you know? so, yeah he definitely looks like a science kid um and he, he was on his way to school um, and like we said, they were doing a science fair. Um, Terry was taking him along with their daughter, drove him to school. They arrived at the school around 8 a.m. Um, and so they arrived at the science, science fair. Kyron walks up to his project. Terry takes a picture of him. This is the picture Terry yeah, took. Yeah, so this would have been the picture they took, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and like we said, this is the last known picture of him. This is the last time like it's been documented. So um, it's very, it's just like so sad. Um, so the school was putting on the science fair and then they, um, they were to start classes at 10 a.m. So... 
Terry, she left the school and while before she left, she saw Kyron walking to his classes. So, you know, she saw him walked and she's walking into her truck, got in, took off and ran a few errands. So that's the baseline of the story. But what's yeah. and it gets a little weird, too, yeah. because, you know, and we'll get into it, but she can't quite remember what she did that day. Yeah, which is strange. A little odd. The whole situation is just so odd. Um, she, while she did the errand, she like went to the grocery store. She did a few things. We'll talk more about her timeline. Um, but you know, it was just a typical day. Everyone went on with their day as if it was normal. Her dad and stepmom um, came home from work and their errands. They're waiting at the bus stop for Kyron, and it, just like they normally would do, it was three thirty p.m. The bus pulls up. But Kyron did not step off the bus. Which, that's such a scary thing. Yeah. Like, okay. I'm kind of thinking, like, okay, if that were to happen, or maybe he's at school still. Maybe he missed the bus at school and, you know, he's he's still there. Terry actually thought he was at school and was, like, playing a game. Which, okay, why would he be playing a game? But, um. I guess it's like one of those things too, because we've been in the situation, and God forbid it hasn't happened, but like where our son didn't get off the bus right away. Yeah. Like he was like, he did he, actually. He was messing around yeah. like in the back and like missed his stop. Yeah. I don't, so it's like that type of situation is so scary. And then it's like, oh my God. But then it always ends up okay. But like in this type of situation, it's so like, it's crazy to me because. Like, it wasn't okay. Like, yeah. he wasn't just in the back of the so you, bus. He yeah. wasn't just at the school playing a game. And even though your mind crosses, like, the worst case scenario, like, another side of your mind is kind of like, okay, well, maybe, you know, he's probably just at school. He's probably, you know, let's figure out what happened. So yeah. what they do is they call the secretary. They call the school. The mm-hmm. secretary picks up. Secretary says that uh, Kyron has been absent all day. We never marked him as president in his, you know, from his first class. We, he's never been here today. So, and to clarify, basically what happened is they had the science fair first, and then all of the students went off to that first class, their homeroom, and then the parents left. Yeah. So somewhere in between, you know, Kyron never made it. Yeah. He never made it to that first class. So I'm kind of thinking between eight. 45 like whenever that's the time that terry said she left the school from 8 45 to 10 o'clock was when classes started they marked for attendance so somewhere in between that time frame is Mm -hmm. where um even investigators believe is where you know kyron went missing where did he go we don't have proof we don't know um but we'll go on with the story and you know you guys can also give your two cents as to what you think might have happened um and on this particular day, it's kind of it's kind of like weird because the school believed that Kyron was to have a doctor's appointment on this day. Uh, Terry, Terry notified the school days before and said that she was to take him to um, a doctor's appointment, but the school um, so the school had that written down. But then Terry turns around and says that the school had this all confused. It was to be on June 11th, not the fourth. So they had this wrong. And if you're thinking what we were thinking, like, why didn't the school call them? Like, they that would were at, be the reason. Like, the dad was at school all day long, or at the dad was at work all day long and never got called that Kyron wasn't, was, right. wasn't in. But, but, like, in this situation, you know, like, coincidentally, they wouldn't have called because it was written down in their records that Kyron yeah. had a doctor's and appointment. And that's what they said. They're like, well, we assumed that he was at a doctor's appointment. And he wasn't yeah. coming in. So even if so, anyone saw him, which, you know, people did, they would just think, oh, he came to the, the science fair and then yeah. they went to the appointment. Like, it's, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's what they thought. And, and the thing is, this was the last day of school. So why would Terry even tell the school that the appointment was on the 11th? If the last day of school was the fourth, it wouldn't even be the school's. The school wouldn't even need to know that. Right. So where I don't know where she would be getting that from. So the fourth was was a Friday, the mm-hmm. last day of school. So you know her excuse here is like, well, no, I said like next Friday, yeah, or something. <clears throat> you know, so uh, she's saying there's you know a miscommunication here, but but like we're saying, like why would there be a miscommunication? There's no school next week. Mm-hmm. Like it, 
there shouldn't be like any confusion here. Right. So as soon as the secretary answers the phone, you know, they go over the call that he's not there. He hasn't been there. I don't know what I would be thinking at that point as a parent. Like, I would be completely lost. Um, But the secretary calls the police, and the police arrive at the elementary school, um, and the search starts immediately at 4.33 p.m. Every room, every corner, every closet, every everywhere was searched. It was searched up and down, which it took about six hours of searching over a two-mile radius around the school, outside of the school, and this search actually extended to a 10-day search. And um, it was now June 12th. On June 12th, still no Chiron, still no sign. Uh, but the search continued around 300 train rescuers. Were That's a lot of people. Yeah. They were, they were all trained. They are rescuers. They were searching on the ground, searching wooded areas near the school. There's actually an island near the school. Um was it's actually in Oregon, like a rainforest. I'm not too familiar with the area. Yeah, I'm not too familiar with that either. But yeah, they said it's a rainforest in Oregon. Yeah, yeah, it is. So, um, which looked beautiful, but I don't know how big it is. If you guys know, you can let us know. Um, I didn't look up that much information about it, but the search was just all over the area. And then it extended to 1,300 searchers, in Oregon, Washington, and California, a reward was even posted for twenty-five thousand, and then it expanded to fifty thousand in late July two thousand and ten. Um, the detectives were also searching, obviously, the Horman property. They wanted to search the belongings. Could they find anything suspicious as to like where he might have went? Like, was there anything kind of like alarming? You know, like. Obviously, it's kind of weird because Terry was the last person to um, see Kyron. Right. So, you know, she she was definitely a suspicious target, like, right off the bat. But at this point, everybody was cooperating. Like, yeah. even Terry. Yeah. Yeah, everyone was cooperating. They really wanted to find him. You know, it was scary. Mm-hmm. Um, but they... Um, so so the what they did was, you know, with any case, they do like a press conference. At first, Kyron's parents didn't speak to the media. They were kind of hesitant. I mean, they've... Which a lot of people questioned them right off the bat. Yeah, like, why aren't they talking? Like, yeah, because a lot of times in these cases, you you want to get out there. You want to, you know, get, get it on the news because yeah. it reaches so many people. But they kind of like step back. Which, I mean, you, there's no right or wrong reason or answer as to how you would really react i mean this is traumatizing i don't even know how i would react because it hasn't happened so Mm -hmm. you know they were most likely in shock at this point so we can't really like blame them but you know obviously as us as like people looking from the outside in we're like oh what's going on that they're suspicious um but weeks later kyron's mother desiree and kyron's father Cain and stepmother, they took the podium together and they dressed in these missing, these shirts that said Kyron is missing with the details of, um, I think it's the second one, Ricky. Is it? Yeah. There There we go. So this is uh, the picture. There's also a video if you go online and search like the video up. Um, So from the left is uh, Desiree's Significant other. Significant other. We I'm not don't, sure I don't really if they were name. married. I'm not sure yeah. if they were Yeah, and then Desiree's there with her arms crossed. This is the biological mother. Yeah, the um, red-haired lady is Terry. Also known as the evil redhead or by some people in the, the media. the step-monster. Or step-monster, right. And then Kane is um, comforting but, So Terry. one one thing about this picture that's really interesting, though, and I think it's important, is that right here, like, you can tell everybody's kind of in this together still. Like yeah. no one's really pointing fingers. No one's really turned on each other. You know, it's it's very much for people who want to find the missing child. Right. But what points out to you the most in this picture? Like it pointed out to me and I'm like, ah, I don't know. Like, what points out to you the most? To me, and, and, and correct me, but to me, it's just this... And it's hard to say because she she was with Kyron their his whole life, but she seems like the most distraught out of all of them. Like I, in my eyes, like because I know this case and we've been looking like at it, like putting on a show. Like yeah, like dramatic. Like mm-hmm. 
Like, it's about her. Like, I don't know. So maybe like I'm poor, just being a jerk. Yeah, but. it's like poor Terry at this point. <laughs> yeah, it is. This is like poor Terry. Um, but she has so much, like, uh, we'll talk more about it, but um, she's just not a very good person, I believe. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, but we'll let you guys also be the judge with that. Um, now, obviously, with this kind of case, they do a polygraph test. Both Kyron's mother and father took the polygraph test. They both passed the first time. However, Terry, she's the stepmom who failed on her first try. And on the second try, she actually walked out because she said it wasn't being administered properly. She felt like, you know, they weren't doing it the right way. And on the third time, she failed. So, you know, they always say like polygraphs, you shouldn't take one because you might be nervous or you might be... Sometimes it can incriminate you. Yeah, it can, but... And they're not held up. You can't like be held up in the court of law or anything like that. You can't really do anything. It's just dismissible. The only thing but, that it did do was uh, make her a very suspicious person, like, you know. And it, but it's also odd that everyone else passed. Everyone passed, yeah. So, so Terry did not pass. She failed twice in the, you know, that second time she actually walked out. Um, she blamed it on the fact that she has hearing loss in her left ear, and uh, while they were doing the test, the the um, person who was taking the test was sitting like behind her coincidentally yeah close on the left to side. her ear to try to well it was actually on her right side to, to or try on the to right like side, sorry. talk into her ear and she i guess like reads lips um but it, who knows who really knows i don't know um but you know yeah. basically she was saying that being that it was like that, she couldn't hear him well. She couldn't read his lips, so it would have made uncertainty, mm-hmm. and then it would have showed her as you know maybe like it jumping or yeah. she was lying. And, you know, it's kind of it's kind of weird, but like something that we did look up because we wanted to figure out how polygraphs work. Like mm-hmm. it's one of, for me, it's one of those things that we we hear about all the time. But I wanted to kind of know, but like during the whole procedure, they actually review the questions beforehand. And they make sure that you have a very good understanding. And then at the beginning, they even ask you like a very simple, like, is your name Just to kind of like... Yeah, yeah. just to set like a, you know, and so this confusion, we can't really say, oh, no, she she wasn't confused. But why would she be? Yeah. Honestly. Well, she kind of also said, too, that she was... um, like she had didn't eat and she didn't sleep very well. I mean, it's a definitely stressful situation. We can't really rely on the polygraph test, but it's definitely a suspicious, suspicious act. Yeah. Um, but this is kind of just like the first of many things yeah. that make her suspicious. Yeah, right. You know, and you know, she's never throughout this whole case, even today, she's never officially, she's never been arrested. She's never officially. She's never been named a suspect. However, she's kind of always remained a person of interest. Um, And it's a heartbreaking nightmare of a case. Really is. On the outside, she's not, you know, a suspect. But, like, how could she not be the number one suspect, like, on the inside? They're they're just not saying it out loud. Yeah. Um, And then the two, Kane and Terry, they actually were having a, a difficult marriage towards around this time things were falling apart things weren't going very well so you know that's just another thing to add um like they you know both had children from different marriages and they things just weren't working out between them so something to think about um and the and even kane even said um like she he never would suspect her to do anything um but now at like this point looking into their marriage into their past he kind of feels like you know she had more um like something something to do with this definitely desiree also thinks she is 100 responsible the family believes that but at this point there's like they don't have like any proof which is just crazy um so we'll go into a terry's side of the story Terry's statements to the police indicate that she stopped at two different grocery stores after dropping or after leaving the school. She stopped at two different grocery stores to get medicine for her daughter She had it, who had an earache. So um, after that, she said she was driving around the town trying to soothe her earache with the motion of the car. And then she went to the gym. Um, so, Which brings up some questions right away. Yeah. Uh, like... 
maybe the gym had like babysitting or I child think, care. Yeah, like a YMCA. I mean, it, it must have in this case, but I'm, I'm most of them do. There's there's a lot of little things that I'm like, wait, she did what with the kid? Wait, when this, especially yeah. when the kid is sick, like having yeah. an earache, like it's probably screaming, it's uncomfortable, like right. all those things, you know. And she just had like an amazing leisure day. Yeah. And and it's it's interesting because investigators have this theory that they believe that um, you know like Terry did something to Kyron during this time that she's saying that she went to the store that she was driving around because they don't have proof of her actual timeline they don't have surveillance footage of her walking into the store they don't have you know the owner was there the owner never said the owner said she never seen Terry or this lady walking into the store so. There's definitely like some questions and eyebrows raised. Um, they they do believe that she did actually go to the gym and she went there for, she says she, that she went there for about an hour. We're going to take a quick break here to tell you about BetterHelp. BetterHelp is an online service that I personally use for my mental health. They provide a number of professional licensed counselors who specialize in all situations that may be interfering with your happiness. It's seriously my personal outlet to get my mind right. It's affordable. It's so convenient. I decided to give BetterHelp a shot when I was going through a very anxious part of my life. So I just signed up and I was matched with an amazing counselor who was so willing to talk with me right away. We actually set up a video chat later in the week to catch up. We are all so busy. Give yourself the care that you need today. Start living a happier life. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash crime salad. Join over 800,000 people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash crime salad. And after the gym, she headed home to go wait for Kyron as he was supposed to come off off the bus. Um, but the whole time that she was gone, it was actually like a three-hour window when Terry leaves the school at 8.45. And she does like her errands. She leaves the gym at about 11.39. So um, her timeline is really all over the place. She actually says a few different things, you know, while investigators are asking her, like, can you go over that one more time? Um, there was even a time where she said, maybe I was at a craft store. Maybe I went to a coffee shop. Um, but with, Which is perfect in yeah. her situation, though. Maybe she did. I don't know. Yeah. And there's no way to say she doesn't or does believe. But you know? what's interesting is whenever police ping her cell phone location, she was she went to a place that she'd never mentioned. And this location was actually in this wooded area what are you doing in a wooded area like oh you know you're... not to mention wouldn't you remember being in a weird wooded yeah, area never mentioned it never mentioned it at all but her cell phone pinged this location and of course we'll get more into that that's where um, police did a heavy search you know um on that but you know she always comes up with like different versions of her timeline at this point the police are just asking she's just she's she's working with police but um even people that knew Terry, she wasn't very approachable. She wasn't very, like, a kind person. So um, I'm sure that she kind of, like, was a little bit defiant. Yeah. Um, and she, along with this, this questioning, she says that she saw Kyron with a man chaperone and two girls when she was leaving. So she added that in there kind of, like, after the fact that she tells her story, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, and things just weren't adding up for the investigators, how don't you know like where you were exactly, especially on a day where your stepson just goes completely missing? And Desiree also brings this to the table where she says that she remembers everything that she did that day, like what she ate, where yeah. she was, like everything. So, which yeah. I believe, you know, like I, yeah. it's a big day. Like there's some things that happened in my past that were much less traumatic, and I do. Mm-hmm. I remember like everything about that day. Yeah, you know, it's crazy. That's true love right there. If you, you know, her, it's just the, the, the extreme love from her, from Kyron's mom that I keep seeing like in all these videos is just so intense. It's, it's really is. Yeah. Um, but there's something very, uh, I guess very interesting with this case. 
Along with this investigation, another person of interest comes into play. Her name is Dee Dee Spicer. Dee Dee is Terry's best friend, and it never really was released as to how Dee Dee actually came into this case um, or came into like a suspicious role in this case. But Dee Dee was. Um, Dee Dee was in Terry's personal circle for sure. It alarmed investigators when they found out the day that Kyron went missing. Dee Dee was working on a landscaping job and during it she just abruptly left and while it, this was all while she was at the client's house. And the, the client couldn't get a hold of her at all. Couldn't get a hold of her. She you like know that for how many hours? Uh, I believe it was ninety minutes for ninety minutes. Yeah. I mean that's that's a long time, especially if you just like disappeared. You know, yeah. it wasn't like a normal break. You know, didn't say anything, just left. And the um, the client, you know, was calling, texting her cell phone, just never answered. But what she did was she eventually came back to the house, continued where she left off, working on the landscaping job. And, and conveniently, though, the time that she went missing was that what, three hour in between that three hour gap yeah. that Terry was. She has no idea where she was. So the investigators are kind of thinking, like, what about this Dee Dee? Is she, was she, is she a part of this? Like, yeah, like, could, you know, could Terry have, like, called her for help? Yeah. You know, and she just abruptly left what she was doing, yeah. helped her, and came back like nothing ever happened. Mm -hmm. And investigators also have proof that Dee Dee was giving her advice as to how to handle different situations yeah. about this case, which is kind and of like with, funny. And with some of that advice also, you could slowly start to feel Terry just like taking a step back. Yeah. She's no longer like cooperating with the police. Mm -hmm. You know, she actually lawyered up pretty quickly. Yep. You know, and, and honestly, like... I understand that, you know, eyes are speculating, you know, towards your involvement, but I mean, your best interest is to find this kid, you know, yeah. and all of a sudden you're going to shut off and not tell the police any more information. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's, it's kind of a weird situation. Yeah. And if Dee Dee was Terry's best friend, you think that she would have something to say. She never had anything to say. Or an alibi. Yeah. Like, what was she doing in those 90 minutes? Who knows? She never even said. She never even told the police what she was doing. Just basically left it at that. Mm -hmm. um, so with any open investigation, obviously the police don't tell the media everything. You know, they kind of keep that stuff on the back burner, leaving it up for the investigation, leaving it up for court. You know, they don't want to ruin anything with this open case for Kyron. So um, we, we don't know all of the full details, but we do know that, as we said before, her cell phone pinged into this location. Um, it was a wooded location, er you know, area where um, Desiree was actually able to bring on a canine search team with their volunteers. They arrived and underwent a deep investigation. Mm -hmm. And again, there was so much love. Oh my gosh, there was an interview with um, with her and she was just like in tears about like how much she appreciated them coming out and like searching. Like it was so much Definitely. Like so much love. It just gave Actually, me chills. I think we have a video of that. Yeah. One of these. It was so like uh, oh, maybe we there don't. she is. Um but yeah, they and and with this search, they didn't find Kyron, but they did find evidence of, you know, something within this case. It was never mentioned. I really wish it was, but you know, it must be something important that could help them. And it, you know, this is something that they found that, you know, they haven't released to the public either. Right. However, in that same video, they did find a bone. Um, if they you remember, did. it was like a pretty large bone. And my first instincts was like, I don't know, that's not, a, if that's human, that's not a kid's bone because it was pretty big. Yeah. Um, but, oh my God, like you could see it in the mother. Like she just. She didn't want to look. She didn't want to look. And she even said that later. She was like, it was one of those things like I didn't want to look, but. I had to for the sake of Kyron and it, you know it was just like really heartbreaking and yeah you, you got like a first glimpse like a first person view at like kind of what that felt like you know just like the yeah. heartbreak she was going through right definitely I believe it was the crime watch daily one which is really interesting so yeah, definitely we look at a lot that. of stuff from them they do a really good they job. do they wow yeah I mean I know like we cover these cases but we do it for like we like love like bringing these to honestly the we talk about this stuff constantly between ourselves we were like why don't we just record ourselves yeah and we were in thinking 
we should do like a shower podcast because we. <laughs> yeah. shower. I, don't think, yeah, I mean, that's just like when I get like you know our good ideas. <laughs> right, <laughs> All right, maybe right, we'll say right, that for right. another podcast, another yeah, day. Yeah, probably not live or no, with no, video. We, oh, right. <laughs> yeah, we won't do that. Oh. Live. Oh, yeah. Definitely not. All right. Um, and so this actually, we have so much information that's coming up with um, Terry Horman. There was also reports that revealed that she actually hired a hitman to kill her husband, Kane. Kane, who's the father of Kyron. So this was actually, she actually hired someone six months before Kyron went and it, missing. What was it? The, the landscaper, I The I landscaper think. of their house. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he actually came to police and said, I think they questioned him originally. And yeah. then he came back later and said, hey, like this did happen. Yeah. Which is nuts. Yeah. Like, like why isn't she arrested at this point? Why? Like, it's just. People get arrested boy. for far less. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, what? Joe Exotic? He Joe got Exotic. arrested for what? Like, uh, yeah. Murder for hire. Murder for hire. Why? Why? He also killed a bunch of tiger cubs, which is terrible. That's, so that was probably part of it, but still, 22 years. Yeah. Like, 22 years. Yeah, so anyway. I don't know. Um, after Kane heard about this, which would be extremely scary, he automatically had complete suspicion that she did something to Kyron. You know? I think anybody would. They just felt it, I think. Yeah, I'm, absolutely. And then, so Kane actually left her on June 26th after learning the investigator, you know, investigators told him what she was up to um he filed for divorce obtained a restraining order against terry and gained full custody of their daughter that they had together and after this kane also believes that she attempted you know to kidnap their 20 month year old oh i'm sorry she attempted to do something to kane and also she attempted to uh, kidnap their daughter who was 20 months old uh, while he was at the gym, so he which that another happened. thing that's nuts here is is kind of looking at Dee Dee because once they divorced, they she moved in with Dee Dee. Dee Dee was like there for her, yeah. which I mean a best friend should be. But in this situation, we know that Dee Dee was like a really bad influence, Very. you know. And and that's I think the more time with Dee Dee, the worse things actually kind of get, you yeah. know. So I don't know. Maybe she's very well like influenced by Dee Dee. We don't really know, but mm-hmm. it kind of feels that way. It does. Um, but that's not all that Terry did. She also had a criminal background. Um, she, like I said, in 1990, she was accused of a, another murder for hire plot. She was with her boyfriend at the time named Sean and the two were 20 and 18. They got some Chinese food and they were sitting down at the park to eat when a strange man came out of the bushes, approached them with a gun. And even though no shots were fired, the man eventually ran off. Terry made a strange comment to Sean that Sean revealed to investigators and she told him that the guy was here for him. Which is... What would you think? think why right. why like what is sean what what is her plan in this right. is there like an is there like an insurance thing going on like what is her i think motive? she just she just wants to get rid of people who are in her way kind of you yeah know? and I like really i i know. think he even said like the relationship wasn't that good it was kind of like towards the end yeah you know? so i kind of feel like she's like a spiteful person like she does things out of spite like kind of feeds off of that like fire feels you know mm-hmm something something about her um but yeah she so um she she did that and then she did a interview with a bunch of people um our the most recent one was actually with dr phil which um do we have that i, th- I believe i saw it whenever you were clicking around oh yeah we do actually so what was um, this the, this was courtroom audio Actually, we should play this one, too, because okay. there was yeah. some like courtroom audio that was kind of interesting, and this was um, Terry. Okay, go ahead and play that. Tell me why you want the name changed. I decided that I wanted to start a new life under a new name. Any other reasons? No, sir. You have received some negative attention concerning the Kyron Horman case, and therefore you want to change your name. Is that a fair yes. phrase? Mm-hmm. And tell me how it would help. To start over a new life with not having the stigma of Foreman attached to it. In the end, the judge denied right. her... Which is, which is yeah. like, I guess it, it goes both ways for me because 
you know, like a lot of people know that name and they associate it with her. But at the same time, like it's just bizarre. Yeah. You know? And we all know, like, okay, this was broadcasted on Crime Watch and also recorded. Her last name is now her maiden name. She's going back to her maiden name, uh, Molten. Um, but it's crazy, you know, she's trying to get away from the name Horman. Like, she's just trying to bury that past like it never happened just put it behind her move on with her life you know she is getting a lot of crap though from people you know yeah it's hard to like really say you know but to me it's like i would i'd want to plead my innocence you know i'd want to like help as much as i could like i want to i would want to prove like my innocence through my actions not kind of just like hiding away but I mean, she is getting a divorce with Kane. It's kind of like, like yeah. it's a rough patch in her and everybody's life. Absolutely. But um, so, I mean, yeah, anyway, but um, she did she did do this interview here with Dr. Phil. This face that you see here is basically the whole face the whole time. Very serious, very, you know, she's definitely standing her ground that she had absolutely nothing to do with. This Kyra's is her. I'd like to talk to the manager face. I'd like to speak with your manager. I am the manager. OK, well, then. <laughs> um, I love Dr. Phil, though. Like, yeah, I honestly do. Like, I used to hate him and, and maybe I don't like him for the right reasons anymore. But like, it's hilarious to me. Like, really? Yeah. I mean, he he's really good at what he does. He's actually very, you know, he gets people to. um to come out you know to i don't know you see tons of things on there but um he does a great job of what he does so what this video kind of talks about is is kind of these weird text messages that she had you know kind of sexual honestly you know just very recently after the divorce you Mm -hmm. know and and not only that but days after you know kyron went missing where like I know, like Just like we said before, after. everybody deals with stuff differently. It's so hard to like say you should act like this, but that stuff should be like in the back of your mind, in my opinion. Right. But, but yeah, so she meets up with this guy, and she's having like you know she's just moving on with her life right off the bat, like starting off fresh. Um, it's pretty crazy. You're posting on that. Facebook a few days afterwards with things that some people were critical of. For example, saying, hitting the gym tomorrow, I didn't get home until 8 p.m. tonight. This is four days after Chiron has gone missing. Mm -hmm. At this point, you don't know if he has been kidnapped and is being raped and tortured, is lying dead and cold in a ditch. You don't know what is going on. And you say, hitting the gym tomorrow, I didn't get home until 8 p.m. tonight. That, I think, would be viewed as a lot of people as atypical behavior for a distraught mother of a missing child. Well, that would be because the, uh, the law enforcement uh, told us to go to do we told us to do things that we normally do So they want you to Touched go grocery shopping. They want you to go to the gym They actually specifically told both Kane and I and he was with me that day when we went Did they tell you to sext with? Someone 26 days afterwards. No, I love his his sarcasm is so serious yeah. I I found this really strange behavior and I I have to tell you, I have a hard time squaring this up. And I, and I have to say, I took out, there were many of these that I just simply FCC can't put up. And I'm only putting your side up here, but you're, Bang, girl. you're texting with a man and you say, whatever, like her, I'm though. going to so get any ever again. I don't know how she said uh, tell jason like statum i'm available for whatever i can bench you're talking about bench pressing i can do 195 that's how i roll <laughs> 195. you say you know you're flirting around I, i'm stronger than you he responds you say we need to arm wrestle meanwhile just know i can take you down i won't hurt you though I'll pin you down and sit on you. Why is this I take happening? it you're attracted to me. Like, okay, I didn't want to ravish you or anything. Insert she might be into that sort of thing. Very dominant. Did I say that out loud? 
If you didn't have your son tonight, I would show you what I think of you. I may have to clear it with the boss <laughs> and talk sorry. about hiring this defense lawyer extraordinaire. Your <sighs> toast, beware. Grin, going to bed, underwear and tank top. Think about that. Do you want to pick? Then you Look send a photo and she say, like that's smiling. only the left one. I quote unquote aim to please. Did you Whatever want something bigger? <laughs> Another photo. I mean, it gets much more graphic. So that's humiliating, though. This, uh, we're talking not three weeks that your son has been missing, and not two weeks into it. This is what King's doing with somebody else. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm talking about you I as know, a mother. That, that's exactly. Kane's not here. He's no. been here. You're here. I'm well, asking you, I, you're I, a mother with a missing child. Trying to deflect. This was in retaliation for something that he was doing that I found out about while this is happening. And this particular person was, was getting rid of Kyron retaliation his right. and sent to the house. So this was a setup. I'm a setup? saying this Wait. person came to the house. He was Kane's friend. I did this deliberately because I was angry and getting back at him. See, she's so a spiteful person. Say, exactly what I was what saying. I had, no, I had no interest in having this person in my life. This was something to screw with Cain because I was angry with him because it's he kind was of like the exact same typical thing sociopath, you know, like mm -hmm. you apparently are trying to hide it because at one point you say, I can't talk bugs in the house and danger if I go outside. I want you so bad. I don't know what it is about you, but I'm very attracted to you. Give me 15 minutes and I will make you moan. Okay. Uh, I mean, and you're saying. <laughs> so as you can see, anybody. like you guys can watch more of that. It's, it's pretty interesting. Um, but you get yeah, the kind idea. Of, kind of getting back serious. Cause it's like, that stuff's kind of like, it's funny, you know, cause it's just ridiculous. Right. But, I mean, getting getting a little more serious. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, like, what what when you look? I was talking to Ricky about this when we were talking about the case. What I kind of feel like happened, and I don't know if this was anywhere. I just kind of like thought of it. I'm just like, why well, don't I just wrote a couple notes down? Um, but what kind of makes me wonder is maybe she didn't really do anything physically to Kyron. What if she actually? hired someone just like she did in the past here to kidnap him or murder him or do something where she wasn't actually doing anything like you yeah know, in... i mean she's she's a delegator yeah like you can see it in her history the murder for hires and everything like that so it's Calling like whenever she's being questioned help. like what did you do that day it's like well i didn't do it yeah she kind of like takes it out of her memory like i didn't do anything but mm -hmm. What, you know, what if she did hire someone? Like, what if, you know, it's definitely a possibility. She obviously has connections and, like, people, you know, she's into this thing. Um, and I really honest, honestly believe it was all for spite because their marriage was going downhill. You know, maybe Kane was talking to someone and she just felt like she had to do something to get at him which this is just extreme. And I can't believe this lady here is walking free in the streets. If she did do this, she's definitely a suspicious person. Um, but she's, you know, it's scary that she's just like walking free and she really is a danger to society. I, you know, the people that are around her now, like do they really know like what she is possibly capable of? I mean, um, yeah, you're absolutely right. It's scary, mm -hmm. you know, like even people like other than this case, like. This happens all the time. You know, you don't really know someone. Um, but on a, on another note here, Kyron's family really hopes like every day they find Kyron. And just like, you know, if you'd like to follow the Facebook page, there's a Facebook page where they're always posting pictures and things like that, which I do follow. Um, and, you know. She's also made, um, the biological mom, Desiree, she's also made some posts that you know, kind of like build up this hype that arrest was going to be made soon and some evidence mm -hmm. was, was discovered. But it's been a few years even. Mm -hmm. So, like, I don't know if they're just holding on to information and they're not quite there yet or if those things fell through. Yeah. You know, it's 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 nuts. And I just really hope that, 
you know, either they find their son or they get some answers. I really do. I mean, imagine living like that. Um, And, you know, the one thing is is like, okay, you ask yourself, why hasn't she been arrested? They don't have proof. Like they don't have physical proof that she actually did it. They have a suspicion, Mm -hmm. but there's nothing there that with, you know, red tape that says, here's her fingerprints on this. They need to find more. They need to find the evidence. They need to find that. So they're always searching, you know, they're keeping an eye out. They're keeping the lines open for any tips and they're always following them. And there's always new tips coming in too. So, um, you know, it's, it's crazy. It really is. Yeah. Um, but so far, you know, along with this investigation, Desiree is releasing a book soon. It's about her son, Kyron, and it's being, um, sold on Amazon soon. It hasn't been released yet, but it's called love you forever. Um, I'm sure it's a beautiful book. And it's written by Rebecca Morris. So um, if you'd like to learn more about the case, there's always the book that will be coming out soon. That's about it. But um, that's pretty much it. Was there anything else that you could think of to add? No, not really. You know, it's uh, it's, it's a really sad case. And, and a lot of times we don't like to cover cases that that don't really have like an ending. But in this one, like, and maybe it sounds cliche, but it's just like, I'm so hopeful that, you know, they'll find some answers and just like, you know, really help that family out. Yeah. I wish I could like go there and just like search and like be a part of that. Yeah. And I mean, it's been so many years, but there's still time, you know, there's still information out there that someone might know. You know that they can use anonymous hotlines like you can you can come to the police you can you can let people know you know and and if they don't find them alive um you know at, at least they can build some closure for the family right um but this is our episode that we tried out live let us know what you guys think it, it might be a little rocky hopefully we get better at this um, but yeah, exactly. we definitely appreciate you guys uh, always on our instagram always asking us in, in, um, you know, commenting on our pictures. We really love you. Um, and you know, definitely follow us, like, comment, subscribe, all do that, whatever. all that stuff, all and the stuff, Instagram, Twitter, which, you know, what else, what else? We got? Yeah. Instagram, Twitter, <laughs> Facebook, obviously, uh, we're going to share these on YouTube also. Um, and yeah. we're still going to edit this down. I'm pretty sure. And we're going to put it on our podcast timeline, like our, our feed. So, uh, you know, you'll still be able, if you don't want to participate live, you don't want to do that stuff, you can still listen the way that you always did, yeah. you know, and, and make sure to tell your friends about Crime Salad and, you know, just kind of kind of keep this thing moving. Definitely, definitely. Um, so we'll talk to you later. All right, guys. Bye. Are you kidding me? That was perfect. All the blood, love, all the pain.